welcome to the Birmingham Vineyard podcast. We hope you find it insightful and encouraging. If you want to find out more about us, why not check out our website, birminghamvineyard.com. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Yeah, my name is Lauren, and I'm the Kids and Families Pastor here at Birmingham Vineyard. It's lovely to see you all here, uh, and to be all together, worshipping all together in the same room. I love it. All right, so <laughs> today is the Chris Tingle service, so I'm, I'm going to kick off Advent. Can you believe it's Advent already? I mean, no, I can't. Okay, so the countdown to Christmas has begun, and here we like to kick off with a Chris Tingle service, and we'll find out what a Chris Tingle is a bit later, but first we're going to have a little bit of background, and I'm going to need you to help me a bit, okay? So it's a bit interactive. So I want you to shout out some answers to my questions, okay? So I'll start with a question. And this one, I'd like you to tell someone near you. What are you scared of? You've got 10 seconds. First thing that comes to mind. What are you scared of? Okay. Ooh. Okay. So, back to me, back to me. Okay, so I know. <laughs> okay, so there are lots of different things that people are scared of. Any anyone want to shout out? Heights, spiders, yeah, tarantulas. That's very specific. Yeah, I also know that lots of people are scared of the dark, aren't they? Why are people scared of the dark? Do we think? Because you can't see anything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You don't know what's there. You can't see. You might bump into things, right? Okay, so when I was younger, I went on a roller coaster that was entirely in the dark. So it twisted us around, we flipped upside down, but I couldn't see a thing. I was normally okay with roller coasters, but this one was scary. It even made me cry. I know. I couldn't see where I was going, so I couldn't prepare myself for the next part of the roller coaster, what was coming up. It was scary, and I couldn't wait for the end when I could get off and go out into the daylight. Darkness can be scary, and the world can feel dark sometimes, can't it? It can feel like my roller coaster being flipped upside down and pulled from side to side without warning. Or like wearing a blindfold in a room full of things to trip over. All the bad things that exist in our world, like sickness or war and people's sin, can be scary and make us feel sad, lonely and afraid. So how do we get rid of darkness? Anyone any ideas? Turn the lights on! Thank you, Rob. Yes. (laughs) Yes, with light. Once there is a light in a dark space, the darkness is pushed back, isn't it? It's gone. But can we fix all of the bad things, the things in our world that are dark and broken? We can certainly try to make the world a better place in our own way, but we can't end the world's darkness in our own strength. We need help from a light a source of hope that comes from outside our messed up world. A light powerful enough to overcome any darkness. Who might that be? 
Jesus, good job. So Jesus is the light. But what does that mean? The Bible talks a lot about light, especially when talking about Jesus. But what does that actually look like? So we're going to look at a quick story together this morning and see if you can recognise it. So here we go. There was once a man with two sons who owned a big farm. His youngest son... His youngest son had had enough of working and wanted to travel and have fun instead. So he asked his dad, can I have all of, all of my share of the money? All of the money that you've got saved aside for me, can I have that please? And his father and brother weren't very happy about it. But the son got his money, packed his things and left. He was excited to see the world and all it had for him. So at first, he had fun spending the money, buying expensive clothes and eating fancy food. But soon, the money ran out. He had to find a job and ended up working with a pig farmer. Anyone got any pig impressions for me? Oh, that was a good one over there, very quick. (laughs) He got so hungry that even the pig's food looked yummy. The son wanted to go back home. So he decided to go back and apologise to his father, telling him that he no longer deserved to be called his son, so he'd be happy to work for him instead. Even though it would be hard and really embarrassing to come back to the village, it sounded much better than eating that pig food. So his son went back and the father saw his son coming back down the road. He cried with happiness and ran to his son, giving him a massive hug. The son said, please forgive me, dad. I'm sorry. The father gave the son a big party because he was so happy that his son had come back to him. Woo. So this is a story that Jesus told to teach us what God is like. There is, I did miss a little bit out. It was the, the small version. Thanks, though. <laughs> yeah. God is like the father in the story, always celebrating when we come back to him. He loves us so much that no matter what we do wrong, he will always forgive us. And welcome us back to him. But what has this story got to do with light? Well, the father in the story is shining God's light in his family and in his village. He's showing those around him what the love of God looks like. The son had turned away from his family and their business, wasting all the money he took. The money that his father had saved up carefully. But the father still took him back and treated him as his loved son without hesitation, despite the insulting way that he had been treated by the son. This would have been really weird for the culture at the time as well. Normally, if a son had embarrassed his family in this way, the village would have just thrown him out, telling him never to come back, or they would kill him. The father also ran out to meet his son, sacrificing his own pride and social standing. It was extremely unusual for a father to run in this culture as well. Running to greet his son and make sure he got back safe before the son even had a chance to apologise. 
The Father was showing the unconditional, overflowing and scandalous love of God. Not just to the Son, but to the rest of the family and the village too. It says in Zephaniah 3.17, For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty saviour. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. The father stood out as a light in the darkness, delighting in his son, calming his fears and throwing a party in his honour. And it was out of this incredible love that God sent Jesus, his only son, to die. It says in John 3.16, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Tim Keller says in his book, Hidden Christmas, Jesus comes as the light because we're too spiritually blind to find our own way. We are all the sun in this story, often getting lost and walking away from God. And he's the saving light that guides us back through the darkness to his love. Just like if you close your eyes right now, close your eyes right now, would you be able to get out of this room without tripping over something? Probably not. Yeah. So the message of of Christmas then is an acknowledgement that we live in a dark world. We can try, but we can't heal or save ourselves. Yet, there is hope, a perfect light sent from outside our world that has already overcome the darkness with his love. And the awesome thing is, when we know the love God has for us and that Jesus is our light, we carry his light to the world around us. As Jesus himself tells us in the book of John, he says, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, You won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. We can be a light in dark places through Jesus, guiding people towards him and the love and hope that he brings. So we're going to explore this a bit more when we make our Christingle, but first we're going to have some more worship. So if the band would like to come up. And we're also going to worship slightly differently this time if you would like to. So we've got some, a big roll of paper that's going to come out at the front and some pens. And if you would like to come and draw or write while we worship, that's also fine. You don't have to sing. Sometimes I love just listening to the words and seeing what God wants to say to me. Okay, so we're going to have some more worship now. We hope you enjoyed the talk and found it helpful. Why not come along and visit us? We gather at three services across two sites on a Sunday and meet during the week in small groups across the city. More information on both of these can be found on our website. Thanks for listening and God bless.